Tonight we are going to learn from a master. Since 2010, Alex Kish has been the host of the world-famous What's Up Rocker Radio, a weekly one-hour internet radio show out of Toledo, Ohio, airing Wednesday nights and featuring the sickest new sounds in punk, garage rock, and power pop from the underground. He also hosts Shake Some Action, a 60s, 70s garage, power pop, glam, and psych radio show airing Sundays on WFMU's Sheena's Jungle Room. Alex's career hosting radio shows goes all the way back to the year 2000. He was doing underground radio before underground radio was cool. We are pleased to welcome to the program Mr. Alex Kish. A brand new experience. I feel like I'm on Howard Stern or some shit. <laughs> well, Josh Without... is more the Stern personality. <laughs> we, we like to have the radio guys on because they're they always have so much to say and they're they're so good to talk to. When we did the Rock and Roll Manifesto guy, that was like that was so easy. I just asked the questions and he gave me <laughs> professional oh. radio personality. <laughs> so. Um, I had your, I had your questions pulled up and all that, and now my computer is all like, no, but I have at least my answers. So wait, okay, I think cool. it's, I think it's, I think it's loading. It's starting to, I swear. I'm like, there we go. I think it's going to open. There it is. Got it. Okay. Technical difficulties over. It's part <laughs> of my job every day doing IT work. So there's a little backstory. I'm an IT guy at a financial institution here in Toledo. Ah, it's a credit union level, so it's like not as bad of working for the man as like I could be working for the man for like you know Key Bank or some shit like that. Yeah, that's that's true. Like yeah. Wells, like yeah. secretly lowering people's mortgages and stuff, <laughs> right. contributing to the demise of the working class. <laughs> yeah, so. that's the portion of the program where. Jay and I try to take the prepared questions and make them sound conversational. Okay. It's not as easy as it looks. We haven't quite got to the Howard Stern level yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> so, so what do you think, Jay? You want to just... Uh... Well, let me... Let me uh, how, about, how about I start asking you guys a couple questions? Whoa! Yeah. around, see? I like that. So, like, both you... Okay, so... I had stumbled upon both you guys' blogs over the years looking for songs when I wasn't doing it the hard way. Uh, you know, what what got, you know, Jay, what got you into being in uh, audio ammunition? And uh, what what got you into Faster Louder, Josh? You know, like, what it was like, what was like the key moment you're like, fuck this, people need to know what I need to say about this band stuff. Like, um, Josh, you can start if you want. Go ahead. So I had honestly thought that I was retired from all sort of thing, <laughs> having done it since uh, 1995. 
finally stopping yeah, in 2007 and just had, was going on with my life. But I had been on social media for a couple of years and some of the music people from my past to come back into my life. And I just started getting curious about the, the scene and what was going on in music. And I was doing uh, record reviews of old records for my friend's blog. It was called Dirty Sheets. And we, we, we just did reviews of records that we liked from over the years. Okay. And it kind of gave me the bug again to start writing about music but I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. No right. more doing some webzine where I let people send me records and I have to review everything. And even if it sucks, I'm going to review it. And I'm only going to write about the stuff I like. And I'm only going to be positive. So that whole negative vibe I had going on in the late 90s and early 2000s and complaining about commercial music and all of that, I just, I just put, put that all aside and just started writing about music that I loved. And that's what's kept me going with this is it's always fun because I, I don't waste my time with things that don't get me excited. And so almost 11 years now with the Faster and Louder. Very cool. That's cool. That's actually pretty revolutionary. You know, like uh, I, I always thought, well, you know, you have to take the good with the bad, but apparently you don't. Um, so I started, uh, with my friend, Ed, who used to be in that band radio hearts. Um, he, we knew each other. Well, like when we were in college, our, our, our girlfriends actually were best friends. And then that's how I met him. And then he moved to California, he moved to long beach. Um, and he was like, Hey, you know, just out of the blue one time, he's like, Hey, what would you think about starting a blog together? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that because I don't have time. And no, no, I don't know anything. And I don't know anyone What who would care what I would say. So then he started it. He started Audio Ammunition for a couple years. And then he asked me, he's like, hey, he goes, how would you? And then I read it. And I'm like, gosh, that's weird. I, I would talk to him. I'm like, how did you get, you know, like these people to talk to you? You know, and he's like, I just ask them. I just go on Facebook and I say, Hey, you want to do an, uh, an email or an email interview? And they always say, yeah, I like, okay, man, I'll try that. And it was, it was so fun. Um, and doing a blog is just, it's so easy, at least like the, the, the server or whatever, the, the templates that Ed used, it was so user-friendly and cause I'm so not tech savvy at all ask josh <laughs> like i'm like all thumbs when it comes to keyboards and uh and, and he, so we were doing it and and you know i'd ask all these bands that i liked you know gosh i can't even remember uh i started i think i started out with like a lot of local bands and i just kind of branched out from there and um i met a lot of really awesome people um you know doing interviews like the guys from the connection and, and danny lodge and um, gosh, that, just to name a few, uh, oh, and, uh, um, Chris from, uh, autogram or Chad, I'm sorry, Chad from autogram, um, lots of just really, really great people. And then we started doing record reviews and that just snowballed. It just actually just avalanched on us, um, because it was just was so much, I think that's pretty much what broke us is just the amount of review record reviews that were coming in and we couldn't keep up, but it's really fun. And 
anybody that thinks that nobody will listen or nobody would care, it's like that's that's the totally the wrong attitude. If everyone is is well, not everyone, but I'd say ninety five percent of the people you come in contact with are so grateful for you to write to take time and write about it mm-hmm. and uh you know uh, i guess voice your appreciation for their craft and everybody's just or most people are so super thankful and um you meet a lot of really cool people and so that yeah that's that's kind of how i got started did you guys like read you in bands and stuff like before you got into blogging and and, and doing reviews like for various publications I was not. I was just a huge record nerd, and I just would buy like everything. Every like, I'm anything also, off. Wait, I'm also a record nerd. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's all, under, <laughs> all underneath. There's more records. So. So a- Alex just panned his camera around to show his room and his his uh, and, and also type collection. And also, you know, Buzzcocks because they rule. Of course. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. I was I was just a huge record nerd, and I was just order it everything off of like the MRR uh you know lists of, of some of the reviewers that that I liked and I trusted and uh basically I got like a big giant crate from underground medicine like every month. Nice. That's <laughs> how awesome. about you? How about you, Josh? I had never been in bands when I started doing zines. I was in one band very briefly. Uh the like in 1996, we played three shows, and then that was my extent of my musical career. So mm. I was more always on the uh, reviewing side of things rather than being on the musical side, which is which is good because I was in the musical side long enough to realize how hard it is and how amazing it is that all of these bands make this incredible music. Yeah. What kind of stuff was it though? I was just just curious. Like, was it hardcore stuff? Was it punk rock? Like the band that. I was in we were kind of like really aggressive pop punk hell yeah so we, we started off trying to be a pop punk band but I couldn't really sing well enough to it, for it to be a really good pop punk band so I just started listening to Dead Kennedys records all the time and just trying to like completely ape the vocals and so <laughs> We were playing like Ramon songs with the Jello Biafra vocals. Like I can see why the they broke up the band before we could play a, a fourth show. Your band wasn't called the Showcase Showdown by any chance, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the same era. We could have been the Showcase Showdown ripoffs. <sighs> that's cool, man. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's it was not a long career in, in music for me yeah i'm sorry i got you guys off guard with that i didn't i didn't prep you for my questions <laughs> that's good nah, this is fun man yeah it shakes things up a little bit we, we want to have a, good conversations and that's that's the whole idea here it's we're, we're just glad that, that one person actually cares about the backgrounds of our blogs <laughs> right. it, it, it feels really good <laughs> so that kind of leads yeah. us into our prepared uh, program for tonight and I just think it's awesome Alex that you have been in radio now for over 20 years Yes. so just love to hear the story of just how you got started on this long journey into hosting radio shows 
So just to introduce myself, my name is Alex Kish. Um, I do a radio show currently on WFMU out of New Jersey. It's a free forum channel, nonprofit. It's uh, listener ba- or listener funded. Um, nobody's paid at the channel. It's really just like every donation goes back into the station and keeping the bills paid and stuff. So I, I really dig the DIY-ness. And Freeform, uh, you know, channel variety, there's just so much weirdness on there. And, you know, it's kind of like a Portland thing almost, like what they're doing, but they're in New Jersey. Um, but I really dig it. And my show is called What's Up Rocker Radio. It's every Wednesday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, um, you know, I'll plug my buddy from Japan who actually got, I got him a show on WFMU. His name is Mike Rogers. He used to be like a, an assistant to Ronnie Bingenheimer. And he's like in his, uh, I think he's pushing 70 right now. Uh, Ronnie Bingenheimer, I think, is pushing like 90. And uh, Mike's a really cool dude. He's been doing radio since I think the 80s or 90s. And he ended up leaving LA after being in this band, The Rodders. They did a song called, uh, what is it? Sit on my face. Stevie Nicks was the big hit. Uh, pretty, yeah. pretty crude, but um, he's a, he's an interesting character. He's really fun to talk to. He video chats me all the time. He's like, I consider him one of my best friends, uh, even though I've never met him in person. He's always like, come out to Japan in like May and we'll go to this show. I'm like, that'd be amazing if prices weren't insane. <laughs> but uh, his show's five to seven on there, and uh, he plays a lot of. Uh, new and old interesting japanese bands in the punk rock genre rock and roll garage rock all that kind of fun and i play uh punk rock power pop glam rock uh sometimes psych rock depending on my mood um and some rock and roll here and there not like current top whatever you call rock and roll these days more like interesting rock that's like things that sound like you know exploding hearts and stuff like that uh and I also play like uh, glam rock reissues and stuff. Uh, I'm pretty much all over the board. I try to keep it interesting. And um, eventually, whenever they approve it, because they just got doing a, uh, their second fundraiser at the channel, I'm going to probably be starting a show on Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern time called Shake Some Action. So I'm excited to do that one. That's a little bit different. It's pretty much everything else but punk rock. And it's going you know, to be a Sunday crowd. So we'll see how it goes. Cool, man. So you play all this, all that type of music, and you also curate and and put the shows together, right? The music. Yep. So what, like, what all? Can you tell us what all goes into that? Like, how do you select all that? Well, if I go and like go back to two thousand, right? There was a CD wall behind you at the station there, um, at the station I started at WXUT here in Toledo. Uh, actually, that one had a cabinet of CDs that we couldn't really access. So we more or less had to bring our own stack of CDs with us to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a I did a show with my friend from high school. I was a junior at the time; he was a senior. He knew friends that were involved with radio, and we ended up getting a show together and did it out at WXUT at Toledo uh, University of Toledo. And uh, we were all about. We actually got inspired to do that from this band next to nothing. He was a hardcore band from here in Toledo. They eventually. Members of that band became Permissions of War. Um, and we used to listen to their show and try to get hip to all the hardcore music and stuff that was that they were excited about. And the guitarist actually worked at Lumberjack Distribution that's located here. In, it was located here in town before they signed All-American Rejects and went the big time. 
with Doghouse Records, who actually was like the people who owned Lumberjack, I think. They were Lumberjack Mortem, I think was the distribution. Uh-huh. And um, we would be able to like go there, like, because we were friends with those guys. And we could like shop. It was crazy to walk into a warehouse and it was just like everything you'd ever want you like read about in zines or like saw in like an insert in a CD. It was like right there. And it was like at cost. They're like, yeah, it'll be like 20 bucks. And we walk up with like five oh, CDs. It was amazing. Man. If I was buying vinyl, I would be sitting on a gold mine. See, but I was a fool. <laughs> only bought <laughs> CDs at the time. Um, but it was really cool to have that kind of relationship. Walk up and be like, hi, Dirk. You know, the guy from Doghouse that like signed the Get Up Kids, one of my favorite bands ever. And he's like, he's like listening to like the new As Friends Rust record. It was called One W O N. And highly recommend that record if you're into like Screamo from like the mid 2000s. Uh, it was just insane. He's, I'm just like, what is that? He's like, oh, it's a, uh, it's Esperance Rust One. Here, have it. Like, I'm just like, what? This is insane. <laughs> like, it's a time just blowing my mind. You know, just either in high school or just out of high school, just being like handed this record. I thought it was a gold record. You know, at the time, just like, holy shit. But um. So anyway, we uh, we were listening to those guys do their show on WXVT, got inspired, decided to do our own thing. We pretty much copycatted their stuff until we branched out and found our own things that we probably bought at Lumberjack and we're just, you know, doing free promotion for them on the local radio here. We were into like Strife, Earth Crisis, uh, things on Victory, Walls of Jericho. Um, I'm just like name dropping like crazy, you know, like Dead Guy, like that kind of like super brutal hardcore. And then like this band Earthmover out of Detroit blew my mind when I heard their first record. And uh if you guys aren't hip to Earth Mover, it's it's some pretty pretty serious hardcore. Uh similar to Strife and Earth Crisis, but I don't know. Something about Detroit just seems like really pissed. Like Walls of Jericho's super pissed. So like there'll be like dudes out there like singing or screaming. I'm just like, oh they're they aren't really mad. You actually should want Detroit like, yeah, they're super pissed. Just like just like when I watch Tragedy play, I'm like Todd Threat is pissed the fuck off. It's it's an experience. I mean, you guys know you've gone to hardcore shows. You're just like, this guy means it. This guy doesn't. <laughs> you know, this guy's in for the money, but this guy's actually got had a fucking horrible day when he wrote this record. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, going back to the curating of the show, I mean, like, after I left WXUT, I went to Bowling Green State. That's about a half hour south of Toledo in Bowling Green, Ohio. And uh, I joined their uh, station down there, WBGU. And they had a wall of CDs, and you had to play 14 currents on your two-hour show. Seven currents per show, which I felt like was half my show because of punk rock and short, hardcore songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a super drag, so I was just like, man, all right, I'll deal with <sighs> your set. I'd find, like, the shortest intro or whatever and just be like, yeah, that counts. You know, like <laughs> get those out of the way, and now I can play what I brought with me. Um, but, yeah, like, now, you know, I kind of... I kind of got tired of uh, of of doing like the actual like broadcast radio because like after going to college there and uh, I did like I booked shows at Howard's Club H uh, while I was going to school there. Uh, the biggest show I ever did was something that is kind of the genre is okay is uh, Crystal Castles. They're like an electronic band, uh, but they were only doing like big arena or sorry not even big arenas like festivals and i decided to do like one 200 cap room on their tour and we sold that thing out beyond way beyond capacity most money ever seen on a table it was insane (laughs) (laughs) but um 
yeah, I was I decided to go back after you know graduating and doing all that kind of show stuff and went back to WXCT and I'm like, you know what? I'd put like three or four hours into my show just to edit the damn thing. I'm tired of that. So I was like looking for new outlets. So I found internet radio, called it a podcast, even though it's not, you know, it's, it's just a radio show with no censorship and it's the best. And I highly recommend people go and figure out a way to either go on mixcloud.com and, and start your own radio show that way, you know, or if you can get onto a station, you know, they aren't going to pay you, but right. you know, it's a cool hobby to do. And the curating part really is just like looking up all these different band camps and really just sifting through all the garbage of just bad. That's just, just so much bad. And I don't even look at my inbox anymore. Cause it's just like, <laughs> you know, spam, spam, spam of the worst things. We know the feeling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the inbox is the worst. Yeah. So, you know, it was just, I just got tired of it. So I'm just like, well, if I'm going to put time into it, I'll put time into sifting through, through the trash and find the good stuff. And, you know, if I, if I find, 18 or more songs, great. That pretty much fills my whole show. I can do average between 18 and 22 songs in a one-hour time. My show's like the West Talk More Rock approach. I do it not for my ego. I do it because I want these bands to sell records. I want them to get some hype behind them. Anything I can do to help them, uh, you know, get more get more fans and followers and, and stuff like that. And I'll make sure to tag them you know, all their, on their social medias, at least on Instagram, because that seems to be where everybody's hanging out these days. Uh, I'll tag them in the posts so that they know, like, hey, I played you. Like, I had explained this dude, like, just yesterday. I'm, he's like, he's like, here's my link to my band's EP. And I'm like, dude, I played you. Like, here's the playlist. You're track one. Like, like, it's just, <laughs> like, you should, like, really just spell it out for some people. But, you know, it's cool. I like, it's like, I, I just love, like, finding these new bands, dude. And, like, and I'll go and look at Josh's blog, you know, Cause he's like up to date, up to speed to like, you know, this week, I'm sorry, Jay, I can't look at your, your blog and be like, Holy shit. Blake, Jay's on the same, same wavelength. At this no, no. Time. Josh has his finger on the pulse. That's but like sure. at, at, when you were active, like I'd see all three of us being like writing about, or you'd be writing about, and I'd be playing all the stuff that we're like jazzed about all at the same time. And that, that was some cool shit. And then I've been, I've even been like, hey, Josh, you checked this one out yet? And he's like, no. And he's like, he'll like start out like, Alex Kiss, you know, sends me the fucking best thing, you know, ever in a while. And here's blah, blah, blah. And you talk about it. So that's like a super compliment to me, me being like the weird finding stick dude over in Ohio, the <laughs> fucking nobody. And then there's Josh writes it and it's all of a sudden they sell out of records. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, it, it's always better to get a direct message from Alex on Facebook than it is to get any regular email in my inbox because it's just like this long horrifying list of, of bands that I would never listen to <laughs> For sure. and who have clearly never read my blog to think that I would write about them on my blog. It's just amazing. Oh yeah, they sent I get, I get stuff like that too in my inbox that'll be like we want you to play this like a new metal band. Sounds like the other, yeah. like, do you even listen to my show? Like, no, I'm not going to play yeah. it. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm smug about it. It's just like, and if you, if you even took the time to just play, like, I don't know, the intro, you'd be like, oh yeah, we probably shouldn't send this to him. Same deal with you. It's like, just read one review. Like does, does free jazz fall into that? No, like you, you don't <laughs> write about it. <laughs> I guess they're all out there just trying to hustle. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate the hustle. 
anybody's trying, <laughs> awesome. But you know, I think they're I think their Mailchimp got lost there and and sent it to our to our to our oh, inbox yeah. on accident sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. They, I think they just they just throw as much as they can against the wall and see what sticks. Right. You know. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you look at somebody, like, okay, let's look at um. Oh, Josh, what's what's that girl's name from Red on Red? Uh, Justine. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Justine. Yeah. Justine is is dedicated, and her band was great. It's still great, and like, she puts her heart into it, and you can really tell that she's like right. I think she writes the reviews herself to or the. Sorry, not the reviews. I guess more of like the the one sheet yeah, that we get sent, and it's like, releases, yeah, yeah, it's like that's awesome. You know, people like that. I'm not going to disregard theirs or like Lou over at Rumbar. I read his every time. I'm like, oh, this could be interesting, and it always it's always good stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah, I still so- love hearing from from record labels. What what I don't like is is all the <laughs> promotional people. The <laughs> yeah, except for Chad. <laughs> Chad from Autogram is a, a cool promotional guy. Yeah, but he also he I think he he selects who he gets to work with. Like yes. a, he's not like given you know like a dozen bands and said, "Hey, go promote this crap." You know, right. I he's think not he promoting selects. stuff that he doesn't. What right? I, if you guys that. can like ask him to just add me to his mail list, and he could put yeah, the subject dude. line like oh, this this one. He'll just, gladly do that. He, he's put like the crazy subject line like this will. This will make you pee your pants. I don't know something's <laughs> goofy. Like, um, but no, autogram rules, man. It's like those guys are like, like what, like the cars, right? But like updated yeah. to like now, and it, it's so interesting. Yeah. And I was like, I've pl- I've played them a few times um, before I joined WFMU, and like, I was just like, wow, what this band does is just puts out the coolest stuff. And then like, they come out with another single, and I'm like, they outdo the last one. I'm like, hell yeah. That's the way. I mean, it's it's cool, like crossover, cars, Devo weirdness, and it's like all in the same vein of shit. That I'm just like, wow. I wish more bands would do it where it sounded like Devo. You know, like I don't know. Have you guys like got into the egg punk movement? These like dudes. It's just like a guy with a guitar and a drum machine and a tape deck in his basement, and he just hits record and whatever the fuck comes out. It sounds like lo-fi Devo. Like good, like no. goodbye, goodbye, boozy records puts yeah, out think, kind of shit. And I think it's Jay, like, it's you so would good. be more into egg punk than chain punk. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the? I forget what what is chain punk. <laughs> give me give me somebody in chain punk. I, that's see now we're just gonna get obscure genres and we're gonna alienate yeah. our audience. But <laughs> what is that? That's what the all the kids are talking about is the egg punk and the chain punk, and. Dude, this is all news to me. I don't know yes. what any of this is. <laughs> so if you start hanging out with some millennials or some twenty somethings, they'll bring it down for you. I'm I, I'm on the brink of forty. I don't know. I mean, I, I think kinda... I think the egg punk is is probably a little bit more our speed because yeah, as Alex says, it's probably more like a like a modern <laughs> new wave. Yeah. Whereas ah. I guess chain punk is like the the new hardcore. Like what's one band that's chain punk? I need to yeah, go look at stuff. My later. expertise of uh, young genres is not so great. <laughs> it only Maybe goes we'll so to, far, I guess. We'll I guess have I'll to study this and, I, and resume I'll, our conversation. I'll go on uh, Reddit or something and see if I can find like a, a, a nice. Uh, oh, seriously! DNA. If you Google that, you'll get you'll get stuff like popping up immediately. It's it's shocking. Is is it stuff like uh, like 
um, like chain whip and uh, Subby and no. the gang, that kind of shit. Okay, oh, chain, chain whip is just awesome. like a real okay, okay. I was hardcore band. Okay, I wasn't certain if that's like. Have you ever heard Chain Whip, Alex? Yeah, oh. I play. I played them. They're so good. Oh, dude, that's, that's a record good. I need to buy. I, I, I don't know about you guys. The pandemic has hurt my fucking wallet. Like I've dropped <laughs> thousands of dollars on records. It's just like this will make me happy today, and it does. But it's just like, but there's another one I got to go get next tomorrow or whatever. I go to the store again. It's just like, holy Especially shit! Especially the beginning of the pandemic. And oh like my there was god! Nothing to do but listen to music. Yeah. Or in the case of the music, musicians to actually make music and there yeah. was so much music i mean i think i went like four months where i was posting something every day which i never do so what was your um i'm gonna go back to my questions that i don't i'm just doing off the cuff here what was like your like what was your gateway punk band that you're like this band spoke to me i need to find out more of that i need to find more of this there was a couple, but I was a huge uh, Husker Du guy. Nice. And it was just weird because I kind of got into Husker Du backwards, like starting with not the best stuff, but with like <laughs> the hardcore stuff and then working my way through getting into the more melodic things. So... And some people might, might might not even say that they were a punk band, but you know they were a punk band to me, and yeah, uh, a pretty uh, revolutionary punk band. So, so, yeah, that really big band for me. And of course, I was a huge pop punk guy in the early '90s. I mean, who wasn't right? Like, like love the Queers, love Screeching Weasel, yeah. still love Green Day. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Right. <laughs> and what I loved is that all that stuff sent me backwards to the undertones and the buzzcocks and the jam and all stiff little fingers and all that great 77 stuff that really ultimately became like once i stumbled upon that that was like it and that's still my favorite music ever is like first generation punk rock especially british punk oh rock. yeah oh yeah what about you, Jay? What do you got? What was your what was your first punk band that you were like, this is it. This is where I fit in this life. Well, so the first punk band that really spoke to me was uh, the Ramones. And it was uh, I Want to Be Sedated. Uh, more specifically, the I Want to Be Sedated video. Because I used to love, uh, I used to be really into hair metal when I was in junior high. Like, it, it just like the cheesiest, like, Poison, L.A. Guns, Guns and Roses, like Motley Crue, um, like I loved all that stuff, and I, I'd always watch Headbangers Ball, and for some weird reason, they stuck the video <laughs> to "I Want to Be Sedated" on Headbangers Ball, and like I, I you know, it really took like, what is this? And I'm like, these guys are playing everything I like about hair metal but without any of the douchebaggery you know it was, <laughs> no it solos. was yeah no solos no you know uh off the crazy vocals no you know it was melodic it was hard hitting and that's what i loved about it and so yeah i then as soon as i hit you know the ramones and i'm like you know what else do i need to look up oh sex pistols and then you know clash and you know and then it just snowballed from there and 
you know, like, like uh, Josh was saying, you know, also like parallel to all that. Um, when I was a, a kid, I saw that movie La Bamba, which really, really spoke to me also. And then I just got really into Richie Valens and Eddie Cochran and Buddy Holly and just, you know, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis. And I was listening to that. And my mom, on the other hand, really liked British invasion stuff. She loved like the Beatles, the early Beatles, early Kinks, early Rolling Stones, all that stuff. And so I was listening to that. And then with the punk stuff and it's, and then like, I got it, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, that, you know, I heard, you know, the pistols and fifties rock and roll and that I heard, you know, I could hear it, all that in it. And that really, I was like, ah, this, this is my, these are my people. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. I mean, like it's, like your stories versus well, mine is almost in line with Josh's kind of because, you know, in like nine, what is it, ninety six? I was in seventh grade, so I'm, I'm like listening to the radio, trying to figure out what's cool, alternative was hot shit at the time. Green Day kept getting played, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is the way they did it. Like, find more of this. And uh, oh, before I forget, you mentioned L.A. Guns. Tracy Guns was in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tracy Guns come. This is back when I'm working the door at a dive bar on the backside of Club Bijou in Toledo, oh, Ohio. Oh no! This place is haunted. Okay, mind you, I fucking was down in the basement of this place cleaning one night, and I I looked. I I felt like there was a ghost watching me through a mirror. I had to run out. It was scary. But anyway, Tracy Guns comes through one night. It's like. 50 people there they all got mullets and like there's like some random younger girls there and whatnot his tour bus is out back right outside the door i'm watching the whole time he's like hey man we got some coke and we got we got some we got some of these uh whores if you want to if you want to bang one you know have you know when we're done i'm like the fuck i was like i was like, I was like no thanks man I'm good. What do you think this is? Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think we so, are right now, Tracy? So I was like, I was like, Tracy, I was like, I appreciate the offer. Thank you. I was like, but would you mind signing my Guns N' Roses CD? I don't have your CD, but I have Guns N' Roses. So would you sign Ooh. that? So he did. Oh, he did? My Appetite for Destruction CD cover. He fucking signed it, even though he's not on it at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for punk rock, I think all of us can disagree that Green Day... Is something we all go back to. You for you know, Jay, you say Ramones. I didn't learn about Ramones till after I learned about Green Day. I fell down the Lookout Records train, got on that, and just rode it forever. I was I like that train too. <laughs> I was I was that young ass kid walking into record stores or like big box stores that sold CDs at the time with a list that I printed off, and I was like, "Do you have Mr. T Experience? No, no. How about Fifteen? Uh, how about Crimp Shrine? Uh, Squirt Gun? No." All right, I'm out. <laughs> I was just like, so bad, like didn't this find place it. is dead to me. Right. <laughs> so, but my that same friend who showed me, uh, well, it was a super nerd with Green Day with me was also showed me Sex Pistols, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. This is this is, this is okay. Green Day is still better, and I'm just like dumb and naive and didn't know. Come to find out that like you know they're the reason why Green Day exists. It's like the you know like I'm just a fool, dumbass seventh seventh grader not doing shit about shit. Just being like Green Day's gospel. Who's the Sex Pistols? But you know we all it's all a learning thing. We're all learning about new bands every damn day. Yeah, still, yeah, dude. Yeah, and then like 
then 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 I got into the drunk punk shit. I'm still a straight edge kid, by the way. I got into straight edge because of strife and earth crisis, not because of minor threat. See, another backwards thing. <laughs> but like, still straight edge now. I'm pushing forty, and it's just like, you know, still staying true to it. I do do caffeine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I'm not one of those straight edge, but I smoke cigarettes. People I thought that was always funny, but like. Got into drunk punk shit from Chicago with Alkaline Trio, Lawrence Arms, Broadways, Asian Man Records. Love what Mike Park does. How he still runs the label out of his fucking garage. Yeah. I like recently bought a hoodie for Asian Man just because I'm like, this dude needs all the dollars that he that he can get because he's still DIY as fuck and he's been doing it forever. And all his releases rule. Like all that shit's so good and it like is so dear to my heart. As much as like the stuff on Lookout. It's just like that was like the second wave of like the pop punk shit that I got into. But then I found like Screamo and Hardcore. It got really big into like D beat doing like, you know, from Ashes Rise and Tragedy. Never got to see from Ashes Rise. Seen Tragedy three times. Loved it. But, you know, I think one of the, one of the best hardcore shows I can say that I booked back at Howard's Club H would be like Victims. They came in from Europe on a tour and everybody was like, why the fuck are they playing at Bowling Green? And I'm like, because I have the contact and you guys don't up in Detroit. I'm sorry. I'm glad you came down. Thank you. And they like didn't like they don't understand how shows work. I'm just like, thank you for supporting my show. I can pay this man. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys have friends or, or have, you know, dealt or seen that seen behind the curtain of how a show works, but it's a, it's a bastard to be like pretty much Robin Peter to pay Paul type situations where you're like, sweet Atari's sold out next day. Fuck. Uh, Afro jazz band came in and I fucking lost it all. I had to give it all to them or like go into the negative. It's, it's a stressful ass job, but it was always a good time because it's cash business. Yeah. I've put on a few, but there were always bands that like ask me to put them on and then yeah. bands that I liked. So I'm like, yes you know yeah, like those toy, are the best toy guitar we um i think i put on a couple of theirs um and of course i mean it there was plenty of people there so <clears throat> fat records i mean you know right. um so alex you mentioned um doing broadcast radio mm-hmm. and now you're doing internet radio so like i'm just curious what are the some of the pros and cons about so- doing one or the other yeah, more or less, like, you know, the pros of doing, like, something where it's broadcast from a tower in your town is, like, you know, people, like, will get to know you and listen in every week. You know, their car is kind of like that Pump Up the Value movie where they're all set in their cars at, like, an open field and, like, you know, yell along, like, kick out the jams, <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, you know, and that's not why I use that clip. It's because I love MC5. Uh, but... I always thought that movie was kind of cheese, but kind of great. And, you know, um, if you haven't seen Pump Up the Volume with uh, Christian, Christian Slater, Slater. Oh, be, yeah. being, oh. being the best, uh, you know, what do you want to call it? Like ham radio DJ. <laughs> <laughs> and him fighting the FCC, you know. But, um, yeah, check it out. It's great. It's as good as, like, him and Heather's. Like, it's up there, like, for Christian yeah. Slater greatness. But, um so, I mean, like, the pros really is just, like, getting people, like, getting buzz going in town. You know, like, my story about me and my buddy sitting and, like, trying to find out about, you know, hardcore bands that they're excited about or punk bands they're, they're excited about and going and buying those tapes or CDs or whatever at the, like, at the record store, you know. Being excited about somebody here in my town, you know, being into stuff I'm into is cool. Um, 
listening to the shows now, it, you know, it's few and far between on those on those uh, broadcast channels here. Maybe I'm listening at the wrong times. I mean, usually they give you like 10 p.m. to like four in the morning or something like that is your is the time they would give it to have live DJs on. Yeah. So you deal with like the weird times too. Uh, with internet radio, it's like you don't have to edit everything, which is great. Um, bigger audience, uh, different listeners for sure. Um, you know, like I'm actually like WhatsApp Rocket Radio is not popular here in Toledo. It's popular in Japan. It's, it's popular in LA. It's popular in New York, um, Australia. I have like five or six dedicated listeners that go into the chat on WFME every week to shoot the shit and just talk about how they like a certain song or whatever. And they're like dedicated to, and it's awesome. They also like, I can see that those listeners do donate to the channel, which definitely goes back to helping out the greater good of what WFME is trying to do is be as DIY as possible. Um, but yeah, really, really for internet radio, it's just so much more freedom. You have the freedom to do really anything, play anything you want to, as long as it's not hate speech, of course, but, um, you know, you don't, it's a lot less time consuming to just be able to get your songs, line them up, do your show and not have to edit out fucks and shits every, you know, couple songs. Yeah, yeah, I bet. So, so I think it's amazing if we're, if we're looking at you being in this radio thing now for more than 20 years. Right. And you think about how insane the whole podcasting thing has gotten just the last like four or five years and internet radio and, 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 and just how many millions of podcasts there are and how literally, as we can see here, any idiot can start a podcast. <laughs> it's just this huge thing now. But I don't, I don't, I honestly, I'm not even like kissing ass here. You guys aren't lumped into the any idiot doing a podcast. <laughs> I think you guys are doing some cool stuff. I appreciate but, you, Alex. For sure. It's, it's just amazing to me that how popular this is because it really, it's just radio. Right. So what, why do you think this format is, is so appealing to so many people today? Well, okay. So you've gone to the grocery store, right? And you've looked at like the soda aisle, right? Or really, let's go to like, the snack aisle chips or whatever. Like have either of you guys been to Europe and seen what they have in their grocery stores or seen what they have for their store selection. Like I went to like Italy and it's like you get in Italy. It's uh Pepsi. If they have it Coke most, I think, no, it's Coke. If they have it, Pepsi, probably Sprite and just maybe like diet Coke. That's it. That's all your selections are there. So, Think of like that as like music, right? And there's so much niche audiences and there's niche genres. Like my girlfriend is listening to like a mystery podcast right now. I forget what it's called, but um, she's really into it. And it's like a murder mystery thing. And they like do a new little murder mystery. It's like, you know, 20 or 30 minute show. And it's, you know, story time. It's like books on tape, you know, like my girlfriend is big into books on tape there for a little bit. And, you know, I think that, people that are younger that don't know about books on tape. They're just like, Oh, a podcast. Yeah. Let's go and listen to that instead. Or maybe they're like a comedian, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody's, it'd be sweet if, um, if like Chris Porter did like a podcast, I like his comedy. He's just crude. And it's just like, not, it's still kind of PC. It's not as like, so over the top, like Bill Burr, or somebody like that. Like it's just like well, that's exactly what I was thinking. We were <laughs> you're yeah. trying to go, oh, Bill Burr. You know, like 
I just I like I like Chris Porter. If you like if you want to check him out, his his my favorite stand-up he did was Ugly and Angry. I think you can just stream it on YouTube or something. But like he's just so mad. But it's like stuff is so like clever and his stories are great. But it's like I think that's what people are looking for, is just like somebody's like either made up story or something they can just get sucked into that's not just listening to a record. Like for me, it's like I'd rather just go put on I don't know, some I I, I listen to like I was like, fucking, I'm listening to Green Day Insomniac today because I was like thinking about things that like got me into punk rock. And I was like, I remember like going out on my bike to go get Insomniac for $10 at Best Buy, you know, like, and I listened to that today, like in its entirety. And I was like, this album still kicks fucking ass, man. So good. But then I listened to like Dark Side of the Moon like three days ago. And I'm like, this album still really fucking kicks ass, <laughs> especially watching uh what is it wizard of oz with it i don't do drugs go back to straight edge don't never did drugs but it's still amazing to watch that as you listen to that record on repeat two times um but really like i think that people just really want the story um you know if, if you want to you know tie into like streaming services i don't like the spotify just putting out a platter for you like here's the thing we think you'll like because you looked up uh, you know, like the dead Kennedys will we'll play. We'll, also need to throw you like, you know, teenage kicks or something. It's just like, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But it, like the segues aren't there. And I think that's why, like that was, that's what makes radio great when it's a live DJ or somebody who, you know, curated the show ahead of time. You're like, Oh, they put some thought into that. And those songs would actually go together. And it's not just like a, a random because yeah, an yeah. algorithm figured out because they know how to study every sound and be like, well, this sound, this is on the same wavelength. Let's play this after that. And it'll make total sense. I don't know if, if you guys notice that if you, when you listen to like Spotify or Pandora or something like that, it's just, Oh dude. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I used to be the guy that, that would make mixtapes for every, you know, for everybody I knew. And a lot of thought goes into that, you know, you, you know, you, it, it, it you're right there has to be those those segues the you know it's got to flow you know in, in one form or another even if it's just in your own head you know it, it's got to make sense it's not like uh you know yeah like like those i don't know if you're, don't know if you're too young but like you know putting on like the hundred disc changers and then all oh, your yeah. cds and then hitting the shuffle and yep. you know, my like, buddy had one of those he had yeah. it for all the all the 90s rap though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's well, like he, okay, I'm sorry, thinking about what it is that I even do with my blog. And it's kind of just like I'm making mixtapes for, for people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm just curating. Like, no one is coming to my blog to see my writing skills. You know, sure, sure they are. Don't say that. <laughs> they're, sure they they're, they're coming to find out about music that, that they think they're going to like. And so that's been kind of one of my, you know secrets behind the curtain with with this particular blog versus my previous incarnations is that this would never be about me this would be exclusively to highlight the music and 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 share cool bands with uh, people who might want to hear them because that's the thing about this world of music today there's just so much out there right yeah and so much of it is probably not good or not our taste and so i I like knowing that with Alex's show, I'm going to hear stuff that's cool to me and I'm going to 
find out maybe stuff that I should be writing about. And I would hope that people are get maybe getting that same thing from my blog where, oh yeah, I like that. I'm actually going to, going to go buy that because I was able to listen to a couple of tracks. I don't know, man. I've, yeah. I've heard from people that you're like, you're the authority dude. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, <laughs> like you're like MRR, like review level. Like people are like, what did, what did he write about? All right. I got to check this shit out because he says it's great. Or like a band will send you something or you'll like, they'll be shocked. He wrote about it. And they will be like, Holy shit. I could like, this is like great because he put a stamp of approval. Lord Rutledge, number one, right? Yeah, <laughs> faster exactly. and louder blog, dude. W- when we when we started our blog, and he <clears throat> and Josh on on the uh, on his uh, 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 like end of the year list named our blog like like blog of the year thing, dude. Me and Ed were like, "Can you believe that, dude? Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! <laughs> I can't believe he reads our blog." <laughs> And then, and then when when we started doing the audio ammunition podcast, which was very short lived, by the way, um, he, we asked Josh, and we're like, "Dude, there's no way he's gonna say yes. There's no way." And then he did, and he was like a totally cool, like down to earth dude. I couldn't believe it. And so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Josh, man, Alex is right. People, people, you know, pay attention. It's always cool to find uh, another blog that I like because they're they're never really were that many there's always all, all of that that's that super cool stuff hipster stuff out there or the ones that just do like you know cut and paste the press release mm. but like auto ammunition i'm like yeah this is awesome that you know they have similar taste to mine you know of course with with mix blog yeah loved that was it another from, guy know, too. first time i i ever what was this you know, and, and now we've got add to want list. I'm like, as soon as I started reading add to want list, I'm like, oh my God, they're like me, but like better. It's like, it's just so cool to find kindred spirits out there. Yeah. Who's, Mix who's is that? just some punk songs. Oh, okay. Oh, you said Mick. Okay. <laughs> uh, I talked to Mick earlier today, actually. Talking, he like posted his, him and um, Wayne Elliott, who does Pulse Beat uh, Radio. Both those dudes are super hip and i and we're in a chat on facebook where they'll just post their playlist and i'm the asshole who doesn't post it because i'm just like <laughs> i just screenshot it and whatever else and send it to them but they have it all typed up all nice and whatnot and i'm like i'm like well i'm like they played that song he played this one i guess i'll play the other one off that ep or that that album <laughs> because all three of us are going to cover it in some way shape or form but like he was talking to me about the new sprints album or sprints ep today and he's like this is the first time i played every song off of their release like i don't do that i'm like all right well that speaks loudly to me as a female fronted band uh you know from the uk who's you know talking about depression and wanting to just get the fuck out of the bars and and that that was like the the song i I picture like one of my sickest songs of the week uh features was a a sprint song and she's just like you know, talking about not feeling fine and, and, and everything. And I think it's, 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 there's a lot of, there's some bands that are writing about the pandemic in a way that's not just being like, fuck COVID-19. They're just like, you know, being real about it. Like, uh, what's another one? Oh, the band that came out today, uh, with the new record pinch points, they're from Australia. And the song says, uh, what is it? I get anxious. And she's like, when I, I get anxious and I read online, I get anxious when I, you know, I'm feeling fine. Like, it's just like, 
it's so real. It's so genuine lyrically. And I like how like some bands are just being more creative with it instead of just being like, it's the same deal as being like, fuck Trump. It's like, don't be so blatant. Fucking get creative about it and talk about how you really feel about this whole deal. You know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what kind of shit's going to come out from all this conflict over in Russia. You know, oh, I think yeah, there's going to yeah. be some, a lot of uh, really, really mad bands speaking some really serious truths. These, or you know. Yeah, these times, there's the, it can inspire such good stuff. Like, I'm still like, so nuts over that latest expats record because that's, oh my god that that's the so pandemic good. record the world needed yeah and in in the album art on that like that looks like a fine art painting from like what like uh 1700s or something yeah. you know like it was super cool looking i don't know if they just got it had some art kid paint art school kid painted or what but i thought i was really impressed with them choosing that artwork and if it was hand painted by somebody I knew holy shit that's a lot of talent there and then the album to back it up being a whole solid record i remember reading your review about it josh and you being like this is it this is the best thing <laughs> pretty much like all the way through great solid record so i i 100 agree i didn't play all the songs on my show but i played a handful of them the ones i did i was like this i mean that band was great before that album too like i, yeah. I had one of those on this on the six sounds comps that i did too but um what's gonna talk about do we i'm sorry we do like a a lot of the same artists like i know we're both like like massively like brad marino and Haley and the crushers yeah so i'm just wondering if you had like certain bands like right now that are like your favorite out there right now uh Well, I'm trying to hold on. I'm sorry, I got to do my cheat sheet here. Can you edit this part out for me, Jay? Of course, sure. <laughs> sorry, I, I, like I said, I've spent grands of money in the last year. <laughs> right, it's like it's just, hard to keep track of all of it. <laughs> so, okay, so let's start with like most recent shit that I was like, I need to own this. Uh, there's this label called Just Add Water uh, Records. They do yep. a lot of reissues, a lot of interesting yeah. stuff. They put out Hector's Wired Up 7-inch, and I was like, I love that song. Holy shit, I can finally own, like, the 45 of it. So I picked up that and their other Hector release, Bye Bye Bad Days. If you're listening and you like glam rock, buy these records because they're staples of the genre. Like, Wired Up is, like, the is as big as, like, Fox on the Run to me. Like, so fucking good, man. Then I get weird and I buy things like this dude, uh, Stack Waddy, came out in 1971. And uh, it has the grime of the Stooges, standard blues riffs going on. But it, and, it, and, the, and the self titled record is all live, but you couldn't even tell that it's live at all. It's just, it's just an interesting listen. But track one, I'm just like, this is Stooges' intensity, like, sleaze. Like, it's so good. So I bought both of his records. His other one is called Bugger Off. They both got recently reissued uh, in the last couple of years. Um, I bought uh, the latest, uh, or sorry, what am I saying? The latest, not latest, 1973 Wizard Brew record. I was stoked to find that because that guy is a crazy person. And 
well respected, I think, on top of the pops. Like I had him like featured like freaking T Rex on there, and he's just a weirdo with face paint doing his thing. <laughs> and his Christmas song is actually like one of my favorite things he's ever done. So if you want an interesting, cool Christmas song to weird out your family, play Wizard's <laughs> Christmas song. It's it's actually like a really awesome, great listen, and the videos really bizarre on uh, YouTube. So yeah, I was gonna say it's still on YouTube. Um. The Abbey Ooze seven inch. I know Josh wrote about that. Uh, I had to buy that when it came out on vinyl. I'm like, holy shit! Day one, I bought it, and it sat in a not sent state for like a month and a half, two months. I'm like, it ain't coming. I guess it has donated to her, but it finally showed up, and it was all that I all that I loved about it. First time I listened to it on on uh, Bandcamp and stuff, and um, but that one I'm I was really excited about for something that came out of the United States because a lot of the shit that I'm like jacked about is not even from here it's like australia it's killing it like with tons and tons of bands uk killing it with tons of bands too and you know i I find myself buying those records when i can when there's a distro that picks it up and decides to sell it over here in the states and doesn't charge a billion dollars like i ended up buying that civic record uh future forecast and i found that through a distro here i think it was somewhere in the west coast somewhere i picked it up and um super excited to have that one because that was like my, my like number one record in the last year i think it was, i think it came out in 2020 2021 um the blowers record from australia self-titled album i found that over in pennsylvania at uh get hip those guys had a copy and i was really pumped to finally get that and had to pay the crazy ship on it yeah, man. Well, hey, as we wind things down, mm-hmm. um, where can people go to to follow you to to listen to what's up Ra- uh, what's up rocker radio, follow your radio show? Um, all the links are really on the website. It's uh, what's up rockerradio.com. It's W A S S U P Rocker Radio. Well, hey, man. Let me uh, let me do our little spiel here, um, and, and then stick around. And, and we'll chat a little bit afterwards. We after we sure. start recording. <clears throat> but anyway, on behalf of our guests, Alex Kish, Josh, and myself, Jay Castro, we'd like to thank everybody uh, for for tuning in to our, our our humble podcast. We appreciate every listen, every comment, and criticism um, to our podcast. If you like what you heard please hit that subscribe button. And if possible, leave us a review of the podcast. Not only does it help our show, of course, but it also helps spread the word uh, about all the amazing folks uh, we have on our show. So this is the Born Too Late podcast signing off.